0: Here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. And today's special guest, Hollister Rand, is an internationally renowned medium, author, and speaker based in Los Angeles, California. She provides specific messages from loved ones in spirit and is known for her extraordinarily detailed work she has moved national and international audiences with spirit messages at demonstrations of spirit communication and on television and radio um, in hollister's new book everything you wanted to know about the afterlife but we're afraid to ask she brings her incredible knowledge and experience that takes you on an eye-opening journey into the afterlife Hollister says life is never over, so we're going to talk to her and find out um, why life is never over. Um, let me bring her on, and we'll get started. Good morning, Hollister. Welcome to the show.
1: Good morning. You know, I'm a transplanted New Yorker, and I'm here with my uh, my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which, uh, oh, yay. which I get delivered. Yes. Yes, and my dog in my lap. So I'm set to go. It's three hours earlier here in
0: California. Yes, I'm aware. My son lives there, actually. Um, ah. So in, in the first chapter of your book, it says, is there really an afterlife? And um, I found it really interesting because you start it right off with a really cool kind of interpretation. And so you were at this um, workshop workshop, and somebody asked you uh, you had you it was on a, on a cruise and people were putting messages into a basket and you were drawing them and somebody asked you is there really an afterlife and you said
1: well well i didn't say it you know uh, it was really a spirit answer and the question was answered as asked as you said on a cruise anonymously because uh, i noticed people were afraid to ask questions in front of a group And this group was a very metaphysically-minded group. So I thought the idea of afterlife had been settled for most of these people. So when people are given the opportunity to ask something um, anonymously, they can be much more honest and forthright um, without being embarrassed in front of a group. So when I pulled this question out, is there really an afterlife? I could have flippantly said, Well, of course, there's an afterlife on the medium. You know, what do you think <laughs> I'm doing? Making this up? But instead, I paused because I thought, you know what? That's really the fundamental question. Because that underpins everything that my work is about, and it informs the way we may choose to live here on this earth plane. Not only is there an afterlife, but what is the nature of that? So I paused in order to give the spirits, you know, time to inspire me to answer as they would have me answer. And I looked out across the audience, and I could see loved ones showing up next to people in the audience. And with one voice, they responded to the question, there is no afterlife. There is only life. And that was, for me, a really profound moment because I, and this was only two years ago, thank you very much. I've been doing this work (laughs) for 25 years. You think I might have figured it all out myself. But all of a sudden, in that moment, I realized, well, wait a minute. We're talking about the same thing. There really is only one thing, and it's life.
0: Very, very interesting. And that is true. Um, So can you expand on that a bit? And uh, for those who may not understand what that means, explain it. Well,
1: right now, for the first time in my lifetime, the entire world is dealing with grief at some level, whether it's grief of a lost one or grief of a way of life or grief over the loss of a job. um, There is tremendous grief on the earth plane right now, and people are asking the big questions about life and death. And so for me, this is the perfect opportunity to have these conversations. Not only is there life after death. Okay, so if there is life and there is only one life, what does that mean? And how can we be informed by what the spirits have to show us? And that's really what my work is about. How can we remain connected? And how can we be networked in um, to this large network of knowledge of peace of joy of love and how can that help our lives here
2: Hmm.
0: so really so so are we transitioning from this dimension to another dimension is that what actually happens Uh, a dimension where you know we're we're spirits and souls and don't have this you know need for this physical body
1: well, um, in the book, I talk about what the afterlife is like, um, what the dying experience is like. There's an entire chapter about the dying experience, um, but there are some commonalities. I do also speak with groups, uh, International Association of Near-Death Studies, people who have survived death, live to tell about it on this side of life, and um, almost without exceptions. Um, there is this sense of being in a space of love, of support, of understanding, of peace, of a place that experientially is quite different from what we experience here on the earth plane. On the earth plane, so much is about survival of the physical body. And once you take that out of the equation, um, the spirit is able to experience everything in an expanded state a place where there is no time where the sun doesn't set um where we can be connected and where we can understand our relationships one to another even if they were difficult here on this earth plane it's like well gee, why did i choose that mother or that father or you know what who signed me up for this kind of life you know all the trials the tribulations the struggles things begin to make sense in a broader context.
0: It sounds very exciting. <laughs> I think it's very well, yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm not encouraging anyone to get there no. any faster. But right. but that
1: actually, you know, I do answer questions about suicide. Um, and one of the things I have learned with people who have passed with suicide is they are removed from a lot of the pain that they were experiencing here on this earth plane, which sort of funneled them toward that decision. However, there isn't the opportunity to sidestep the effect our lives have had on other people we've left behind. So when we pass, there really is a deep understanding. And fortunately, this understanding um, comes in, in sort of a, a cushioning of love so that we can look at these unvarnished ways we have been without it actually crushing the spirit. Um, Because it can be really challenging to finally take personal responsibility for everything we have done in our lives. And there are thoughtless things we have done, and there are purposeful things we have done. And there are things that we thought we have done in the best intentions and turned out that were very painful for people. So um, in the afterlife, there is that opportunity to examine ourselves. And so I like to encourage people to do that now before you pass. It's a really good idea to sort of be current, to become more aware of our impact on each other and the planet.
0: That's just really good news for so many people who worry about their loved one. Um, You know, I thought that we make an agreement um, that life is really an agreement that we make to go through with a particular um, path, um, lessons and things like that. And so if we don't complete that path, if it's overwhelming for us, do we have to do it again?
1: Well, first of all, I really do agree with you about this contract type thing. Because the spirits do talk about that, that everything is by agreement and contract. And with my first book, um, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, Kids in Spirit Teach Us About Living a Better Life on Earth, Um, the the entire book is spirit messages um, from loved ones who, you know, from zero age to, you know, maybe 25. So the younger generation. And, uh, and many people might think that's extremely painful, but these kids wear their death in a very, very light way. Um, and, and they talk about how um, I, I remember there was a young girl who died at birth in her father's arms. And as he was holding her, she literally took a breath and then died in his arms. And her message to her father was, in one breath, you gave me enough love for a lifetime. So the first thing that I would say is that every soul gets what's required for an incarnation, no matter how long or how short. And the lessons that we learn, I mean, no parent comes into this world deciding that they will learn a lesson at the death of their child. That's not how it works. However, what I have seen is this idea of these are the things I want to learn and then life circumstances bring these things to us. So it's not that we decide beforehand exactly how it's going to play out and what circumstances will be presented, but we have this overarching decision or desire to learn. And one of the most astonishing gifts of suicide that I have seen is the ability of a mother to love her child despite that child's choice to die. Wow. And that expression of unconditional love on this planet, I've never seen anything like it. Okay. Now, do we have to do it all again? So that was the second part. Well, you know, people get very nervous about the idea of, okay, I'm going to die and I'll miss my loved one because my loved one has reincarnated on the other side of the planet. Well, let me put everyone everyone's minds at ease. What I hear from the spirits is this idea of I will wait for you. I just don't think we are going to miss each other on this sort of cosmic wheel that spins around. Um, there really is a commitment. There really is a network. There is a desire to remain together in some way, shape, or form. So, yes, do we do it all again? Yes, we do, but we don't do it all again alone and disconnected from the people we love
0: okay good wow that's such a great great thought, great answer. Um, we have exit points in life i I think you talk did you talk about that in your book about exit points Yes, okay, yes. right, so we have exit points in our life, um and I've heard that we have I can't remember how many we have, that we have a chance to sort of opt out at that point. Is suicide an exit point, or is that something we contracted with ourselves?
1: Well, it's kind of a combo. Um,
0: And where I'm
1: really seeing this now is uh, something new that is happening in my work, which is people who are about to commit suicide – or assisted um, ending of life due to illness, and this is now legal in several states. Um, And people who are choosing to die at a certain time and a certain place and in a certain way are calling me to discuss the experience and passing and how to set things up with their loved ones. And this was not something that I foresaw Because here in the United States, we do everything we can to preserve life above all. So, to suddenly be confronted with people who were working with their own families, you know, to have this supportive exit point is really quite something. Now, speaking of exit points, I remember there was a a man I spoke with in spirit of loving father and loving husband. And really kind of the center of his family. You know, you open up the dictionary and next to father was this guy's picture. I mean, that's kind of how loving and wonderful and central he was to um, the family. Well, he was diagnosed with cancer. And he had witnessed his parents die of cancer and some aunts and uncles. And, you know, he, he saw how people suffered. Well, he got his family together and he said to everyone, I am not going to die of this cancer. Well, they were elated. You know, it was a big family dinner. Everybody goes to bed. This is great. Dad's going to beat this. You know, we're going to help dad beat this. Well, dad got up the next morning and on his way to the bathroom had a massive heart attack. And he died instantly. And it wasn't until we had this conversation with him you know, and, and the way he presented it to me was, you know, he said from spirit, I wasn't going to die from cancer. And, and he said, I wanted to die all at once. You know, I did not want to put my family through that. This father had such an idea of who he was, kind of the strong, supportive man in the family, the one who um, took care of everybody, roof over the head, food on the table. He could not conceive of a reality in which his family had to cater to him. It was just not in his reality. And he took an exit point and his body obliged him.
0: Wow. What a fantastic story. I love that story. Yeah. It was, it was really mind
1: blowing. You know, I've been doing this for so long. You would think I have seen it all. I have not (laughs) seen it all. I am as excited about this now as I was when I,
0: when I first started. I'll bet you are. It is very exciting work, and it's a wonderful gift. Um, are you ready to take some callers? Because we have some anxious people sure. waiting to talk to you. yeah <laughs> Okay. Yes. okay. Um, All right. Area, questions? area code 630. Hi. Can you tell us what your name is, please? You're taking my call. I'm so excited. <laughs> sure. Sure. What is your name? My name is Dion. D-I-O-N-N-E.
1: Okay. Lovely. What a beautiful name, Dion. Now, Dion, you consider yourself sensitive to the spirits as well, do you not? No, I do. Yeah. and But other people around you may not or may not always trust what it is you think you're feeling about your life. Wouldn't that be the case? True. Yeah. So much of your work in your life has really been about following your own you know, path, your own guidance, despite what others may say. Isn't that the case? True. God bless you for that, because it hasn't been an easy road for you. Um, because even if people haven't thought that you could succeed, you have succeeded. You know, you, have re- you are a person who defies other people's expectations. So, uh, and you may have felt like you were living two different lives. At the same time, like, I I mean, all of us in in some way have an outer version of ourselves, like when we're out in public and an inner version. But with you, it might feel sometimes very different. Does that make sense to you? Like deeply, deeply sensitive, but unwilling to show the world that so that you're, you know, you're like an M&M kind of, uh, you know, hard on the outside and soft on the inside. Would you agree with that? Yes, and I thank you for
2: confirming all of that. All of that is 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 true.
1: Okay. Well, you may have also had a grandmother who was of a great influence to you. Is that the case? Yes, i was named after her. I okay. Feel her well, that all the time. right. So this is the person I feel is present here with you, um, and there is this connection because. When you were born, they didn't think you were going to be a boy, did they? It's funny, Um, your grandmother just yelled, it's a boy, it's a boy. I thought, what? Um, So there may have been expectation or thought that there was going to be a boy. And there may also have been a passing of a child who never walked on the earth plane prior to your birth. So there may have been a miscarriage. Yeah, so I just want you to know your grandmother's there with this little one as well. So you have had that protective influence over your life. Um, So I just want you to know you have been tremendously protected. Um, And your grandmother prays for you, which is interesting. So she may have had a sense of religion or God in her life. Um, because she comes here with a prayerful attitude. Now, that being said, this lady takes no prisoners. So she is (laughs) tough as nails. You get what I'm saying. And as protective as they come, oh, my goodness, I'm seeing her grab your hand and, you know, walk you across the street as though she owns the street. So she says, honey, take my hand. That's how we are walking through this world. So take that, my dear, and know that the grandmother after whom you are named has your hand every day of your life and will help you walk that journey that you have thought you've had to take, in, take alone, but you are not on your own.
2: That makes me feel better. Thank you for saying that.
0: I hope that. I hope that helps. Well, Deanna, I, I hope you got the message that you hoped for, and um, that's so beautiful. What a what a wonderful contact to make today. You're blessed.
2: Yes, I, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you for the message. Okay. You're very, very um,
0: welcome. Thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. I'm going to put you back on hold so you can keep listening, okay?
2: Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Okay, this is area code 856. Good morning. What is your name? Hi, my name is Laura. I'm in Utah. Laura. Okay. Right. All right. And huh. Laura. Hi. Laura. Is that
1: L A U R A?
0: L O R A.
1: Okay. Laura going to say. They're telling me it's a different spelling of the name and I thought, what are they talking about? How many different ways are there ways to spell Laura? So that's why I asked you, I thought, what is this? Um, so that's, that's the interesting thing is right at the beginning, there's this idea that you are different, even with the spelling of your name, which may have been challenging for you in your life in one way, shape or form. So one size doesn't fit all with you, Laura. You get that, right? Yes. Yeah. So you really are, you know, unto yourself. It's interesting. We're having lots of individual type people showing up here. Now, there's a male here, by the way. You have a father or grandfather that you were very close to? Yes. Um, because I feel this male protective energy coming forward here. I do not think there was a lot of time to say goodbye to this person. This feels like a very, very quick death. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay, um, and so you my my feeling is you weren't able to be with this person when they died. You also know someone who passed with a drug overdose um uh because I feel that person present
0: as well. Are you aware of that? No, I'm not i I mean, I had a cousin that died from alcoholism okay so,
1: so and was was he um
0: as a female
1: yeah okay well wait a minute okay wow you have a lot of spirits you also like animals do you not I do because there are animals that are showing up here for you so you kind of said when you got on the phone I want to hear from anybody didn't you say <laughs> that
0: uh, <laughs> because <no. laughs> oh you I didn't wasn't really... okay
1: Because there are a lot of spirits here for you. So I thought you just said, anybody who wants to talk with me, I'm willing to listen. Um, But you were hoping to hear specifically from this male who is like a father or is a father to you. Is that correct? I want to be sure I'm speaking to the person you want to hear from. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's the first person who showed up. Um, and there was not the opportunity to say goodbye. I They're feel awesome. as though this person was a hard worker, also likes the yard for some reason. I'm seeing Ooh. lawn, yard, yard work, you know, this idea of, of uh, you know, I keep hearing let's go to down the shore or up the shore, oh, or yeah. there's some sort of a shore thing. Let's go That's down the dad. shore or up the shore. <laughs> That's your dad. Okay.
2: That's so, dad. you know,
1: all right, well, let's go up the shore, or down the shore, or whatever, but let's go to the shore, because he, he wants to do that, and he loves that. There may even be some fishermen in this family. i have just seeing boats and, you know, uh, and fishing gear. So, I have to say, this is a man, I'm smelling, you know, barbecue. I, I feel like this is a man who says, come on, let's have a family party. Let's get together. So, this may be an important month. Um, this could be birthday, anniversary, anniversary of a passing around this man. Um, and he just, uh, i he's also giving me the name George or J-O-R. Are you aware of who that is? That's my dad and also that's my brother. That's your dad.
2: My and that's your brother. Name. And my okay. uncle
1: on my mom's All right. sister. Okay, sister. so yeah. you, you do understand we have a lot of people here for you. Your dad is just <laughs> filling the beans. He's spilling the beans, you know. He (laughs) wants you to know he remembers who you are. He remembers who the family is. He has not left you all. So please know your dad is with you. And celebrate the good times in this life. Your father knew how to do that. And I'd like to leave you with that.
0: Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, Laura. What a great message. I'm going to put you back on hold. So, um, Hollister, it's... We have um, like six people who are waiting to talk to you. What I'm wondering is, should I open all of them up, and then you'll see who comes through, or is it best to just go one by one? Well, um,
1: probably one by one is a, a better thing to do. Um, okay. Because okay. if we open it all up, it's it's like a party line, and the spirits are like, <laughs> woohoo! party line you know and then all all of a sudden you know i do online events which are so much fun these zoom events where i have everybody up on screen and it is so fun to watch how the spirits move like a chessboard or like a bingo board on a zoom call i love it um so but yeah one at a time might be helpful here
0: okay all right awesome awesome um i just wanted to let's see have a bunch of things flagged in your book um one of the questions you have is is there a waiting period for um before spirits can be contacted and um you tell the story in the beginning about this this boy who um contacted his teacher and he had only been missing for like, a day. Can you tell us about that story?
1: Yeah, yeah. it was less than 24 hours, and that was a watershed moment for me, because, you know, in working with mediums uh, 30 years ago or so, there was really this belief and understanding that spirits needed to gain their energy when they passed. they needed to learn how to communicate with us. And, you know, maybe they were lying in a spirit hospital, recovering from life, you know, there was this idea of their awaiting period, but, you know, before a contact could be made. Well, one night I got up in front of a large group of people in Anaheim, California, and this young man showed up and started talking with this lady, uh, and he had gone, this was a Saturday night, I think it was, and he had gone missing on a Friday night, the night before. And it turns out it was his teacher, um, and she knew that he had been missing, and I do believe he was later found, you know, dead. At that point, they didn't know where he was. And that, I was gobsmacked because I thought, okay, wait a minute, I'm being shown something new here. Um, It looks like there is not a waiting period. So I started to examine that and realized that um, the spirits don't need a waiting period. They don't even want a waiting period. And as we have become more attuned and open to the spirit world, um, there is far less resistance for them to deal with. But where the waiting period comes in is our own grief here on this planet. The last thing the spirits want to provide or give is pain. And sometimes people are in such a place of pain that it's difficult to move beyond that. And more importantly than pain or the pain of grief or loss is the idea of grievance of he shouldn't have died the way he did. That's wrong. He shouldn't have left me. So it's what we tell ourselves about someone's death that makes it very difficult for us to be open to receive a message.
0: That that was such a remarkable story because you don't normally hear, um, you know, about somebody who's missing all of a sudden, I mean, so he was dead. He was killed. I guess um, that's why. He yeah. Was well,
1: and then that that wasn't the only time this happened. You know, one one instance doesn't a pattern make. You know, so when one thing happens, I kind of go, "Huh, look at that." You know, and then I wait to see what else spirit's going to show me. And I will never forget sitting in there was a, a group cause I do family circles and friends circles. And there was a group in a basement in Maryland and uh, I walked in and, you know, sat there, they were burning a pumpkin candle. So it might've even been around November. I don't, I don't remember what time of year it was, but there we were sitting there and, A lady in spirit came, a mother talking with one woman in the group, and then went to a lady on the opposite side of the room and started to talk with her and was planning her funeral. And I thought, well, this is really strange. What spirit plans their own funeral? Well, she had died that morning. And these two sisters came and sat on opposite sides of the room, by the way. I think they were trying to fool the medium. Um, you know, and didn't want me to think that they were sisters. Well, not only that, there was an argument that these sisters were having. One sister wanted to have a funeral for mom because dad wanted the funeral. The other sister said, mom wouldn't want a funeral. She wouldn't want money spent that way, blah, blah, blah. So what the mother said was, you are right. I don't want money spent. And then said to the other sister, you are right dad needs this funeral. So where we came out was one sister was right. Mom didn't want it, but allow dad to have the funeral he needs to honor her life and their long marriage. So she, you know, it was settled there in the group. And that was <laughs> someone who had passed that morning, you know, and I had to ask these ladies, I said, you know, I, what, what made you come to this circle when you just lost your mother this morning? They said, well, the tickets weren't refundable
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my gosh okay.
1: you know and I had to laugh because that was their mother in spirit going the tickets aren't refundable don't waste your money <laughs> you have to go you know because I've got something to say to you that's so <laughs> because funny this was not you know the spirits are not um attached to the memorial service or the funeral service they're not attached to that um but they understand it's something we need. So in love, this mother said, "Yes, have this funeral. Forget about the money. Forget about going by my wishes or what you think I want. Go for what your father needs."
0: That's beautiful. Oh, such. I mean, I, your experiences are so amazing. You just must like be so excited every day to find out the next thing. Um, well, okay. it is. It really is that, and, and that's why I
1: wrote this book. You know, everything you wanted to know about the afterlife, but were afraid to ask, is because I myself am so curious. You know, uh, I've learned so much from the spirits, and I'm always like, "What's next? What are they going <laughs> to show me now?" I mean, really, it's that is my life. It's
0: very, very exciting. It is exciting and so interesting. Are you ready to take another caller? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Hi. Um, hi, good morning. You know, you're I don't know where you're calling from, but your number shows up as eleven 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 eleven
1: eleven eleven eleven. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> now that's that's really interesting. I'm sorry, before you even speak, that is really interesting because uh-huh. eleven eleven often connotes change. So the first thing I want to know is, are you looking at changes in your life? And do you feel that life is really changing for you? And this may not even have anything to do with what is happening with uh, the pandemic worldwide. These changes may have started even prior to this. Is that what you've been experiencing
2: no, I mean, what happens is I called in on Skype, and it—that's how it comes up—is one 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 one. But um, no, I—I I actually um, am not contemplating any change at the moment. I'm kind of happy that I'm employed and you know weathering the storm.
1: Wonderful. Okay, so this brings up a really, really good point, which is that. As mediums and psychics, we cannot assume that certain things are true just because it shows up. Like we could assume, because that 11-11-11-11 um, with numerology and with how spirits communicate with numbers does mean a certain thing. But once again, it can also just be that she called in on Skype. Right. So when we are receiving, but, but really, I mean, when we are receiving messages from spirits, and I hear this from people all the time, how do I know that it's spirits and not my imagination? Or Skype is throwing up the numbers. You know, um, so how do we test ourselves? Well, one of the things I suggest that people do is keep a record of things that they think might be of spirits. Did I really smell smoke, or you know, was someone smoking? Was that a pipe was that pipe smoke from my grandfather, or was there a pipe smoker walking by the house? You know, sort of test these things and keep a record of it. I think that's important. So thank you for that little lesson, and I'm sorry, i cut off I cut you off. What is your name? Your first name?
2: My name is Trish, and I was just open to any messages you might have.
1: All right. Well, Trish, I think that that was really helpful for people. That whole, you know, kind of differentiating between what is real and what we assume certain things might mean. So, my sense about you is that you may be a very matter-of-fact person and very logically minded. Would you agree with that? Like, kind I would. of, you go through steps A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, you don't jump around. Um, so, there's this sense of of, of logic. Um, I also get the feeling of a male in spirit. So I do think that this is a father or father figure. Um, you don't have two fathers in spirit, do you? A father and stepfather or a father and a grandfather that were both like fathers to you, do you?
2: Yes, I, my, both my grandfathers are in spirit and my father is oh. in
1: spirit. Okay, because I feel like we have multiple fathers here. It feels like multiple father influences. And it also seems to me, as I, as I get a sense of these men, that you have also grown up being super responsible. Does that make sense to you? I mean, it's kind of like the sun won't shine unless Trish gets up and makes sure that it does.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's that extreme, but, yes, I am pretty responsible.
1: Okay, well sometimes the spirits will show me something to let me know that that is a character trait. Um, And my sense is if you ask people around you, they may think that it's more of a ramped up trait than you give yourself credit for. So you may very well be the one that people look to um, when stuff is falling apart you may be the one to help solve the problems. And this may even be at work and within the family. Does that make sense to you? If there's an issue, call Trish.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so uh, so the way – what the spirits are showing me is this is how others see you. So even if you don't see that yourself or aren't willing to take credit for being a major problem solver and responsible person – um, the way the world sees you and the way the spirits see you is that way. By the way, you don't also have alcoholism in this family, do you? I'm smelling alcohol all of a sudden. Uh, no, and we
2: not And this don't. feels,
1: okay, well, you've got Germans on your dad's side?
2: Um, Irish.
1: Irish, okay. Well, all of a sudden I'm smelling alcohol and I'm hearing German. So I don't know what to do with that. Are you going to be doing 23andMe? by the way,
2: or uh, uh, no, you know, but one it, of these ancestry but, things? No, but what's interesting is I just rented an apartment to someone from Germany.
1: Okay, because the spirits are giving me a German connection with you. So I just want you to know that is showing up here. And so it's showing up currently in your life. But there may also be an intersection with Germany and Germans in the past of this family. Um, Because often what shows up in the present has an echo in the past. So you may find out what that is. Um, Who's Bill, by the way?
2: Uh, Bill is a brother.
1: Okay, because uh, the father in spirit just said Bill. Bill. Now, there may also be a bill in spirit with him because I'm hearing an echo. And whenever I hear an echo, there's a bill here and a bill in spirit. So you may not know who that bill is. There's also an Eddie or an Edward that they're mentioning and someone who is in the Navy or was in the Navy because I'm seeing Navy uniforms. So what is, oh, my goodness, and you may also be solving some issues within the family. So there are challenges within the family that you're looking at right now. I know your work is set. You're holding on. That's all great. But do you have some concerns around your mother presently?
2: My mother's passed.
1: Okay. Because they're giving me the feeling of an elderly female relative. If it's not your mother, do you know who it is?
2: Um, Could be not.
1: Because, and is this your father's sister? Mother's. Mother's sister. All right, hang on. We have a little bit of a a flap. Who's Mary or Margaret, by the way? Or you know, Mary Ann. Uh, is that on your mother's side as well?
2: Yeah, my mother's, uh, my grandmother was named. Mary Grace.
1: Okay. And who's the Margaret then?
2: I don't know who the Margaret is.
1: Okay. I feel like it's a middle name, by the way. So we may have your grandmother here with also a sister, like an aunt or an aunt, Aunt Anne, or something along those lines. So I feel as though grandmother's here. I wish I had your mother. That is not to say that she isn't here with you. Um, But you didn't have some difficulties with your mother, did you?
2: Um, No. And a challenging relationship.
1: Because the sense I get with mother is a challenging relationship. And that this may not be the moment in time to deal with that. Um, So I find it interesting that the men in your family are showing up, um, you know, more specifically here. So know that you have your father, your grandfather, uncles, they're all here in your corner. And perhaps communicating with your mother and that side of the family um, may be for another time.
2: Got it. Okay.
1: All right. Hold on. Hold on and be who you are. And know that the world sees you as being very responsible um, and the one to look to in a crisis, even if you don't see yourself that way.
2: Okay. Okay. Well that's good to know. All
1: right. Thank you. Thanks okay. for calling
0: thanks for calling in, Trish. I appreciate it.
1: Bye-bye. You know, that's interesting for a couple of que- of of reasons. First of all, the eleven eleven. That is because I, I get asked about numbers all the time. You know, I keep seeing forty four and forty four. What does that mean? Right. Well sometimes it just means it's, you know, uh four o'clock and forty four minutes after four o'clock. Sometimes sometimes a rose is a rose and sometimes a rose is a spirit saying hello. Right. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, Are okay.
0: <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. Oh, there was good. just a pause. Yeah. yeah, no, and
1: that's I, and kind of me that's me with the spirits. Are you there? Are you there? Yes, <laughs> they're always here. But you know, sometimes they're it, it was really interesting with that last caller because all of a sudden we were moving over to mother's side of the family and there was like a like a little hiccup, like, oops, we're not going there.
0: Which oh my was gosh. really
1: interesting. Yeah. So I as a medium you have to pay attention. To that. And that brings up an interesting point: is that people will come to see me um, for years. Um, I limit how much people can see me every year, you know, uh, because it's really important that people live their own lives and not become overly dependent. On you know connecting with the spirits through medium, so I do place limits on how often people can come to see me. but people will see me for years, and over that time period, different spirits will come at different times in their lives to deal with different issues so it's never it 's not the same cast of characters every time I sit down for a session with someone so um, it 's really interesting. You know, we have oh, many yeah. more people in our network than we may realize.
0: If only we could see them. It would be, you know, I guess, do you, are you able to actually see? Are you um, clairvoyant? Yes, I'm
1: clairvoyant as well,
0: yes. Now, okay. um, what I
1: have discovered over time, because when, when I first, when I was very young, and I saw spirits. I did not realize that there was any difference between a spirit and a person walking the earth. Really, to, me, to my perception, there didn't seem to be any difference. Um, and when I first started working with spirits years later, and developing and fine tuning my ability um, and my natural talent, the same thing happened. I could see spirits completely. Now I've come now I've developed a bit of a shorthand with spirits um, so that they don't have to show their full selves. They will highlight areas of themselves that I am supposed to notice because they're key things like a man rubbing his bald head, let's say. You know, <laughs> I once had a bald man show up with a bald dog, you know, and I said, "What well, is a bald man <laughs> with a bald dog?" And you know, the granddaughter said, Yeah, that's my grandfather, and my dog had a disease, and all the hair fell out. <laughs> well, they showed up together, you know. And had I not been able to see that, I wouldn't have been able to give that to her. But that was so significant. Um, and then sometimes I will see a spirit and the hair color keeps changing. And this happened with a young man who literally was like dyeing his hair every other day. Or one day he just did a buzz cut, you know, and I felt like I'm watching flashcards, you know, in a hair salon. Well, what color do you want it to be today? So depending on what the spirit wants to show me. Um, is what I'm I'm shown. Um, And sometimes, and this is really interesting when it comes to pets, Um, pets, those we have in our homes, become our family members um, many times. And when I speak with pets in the afterlife, there are times when they won't show me a body. I won't see a body. So I won't see a furry body or, you know, I won't see a height. I won't, but I will Feel this presence and I will hear words as though I'm speaking to a person. And sometimes it isn't the, you know, uh, un- until I reach the end. I remember there was this one lady, I was talking with her about this male who loved to be with her in her garden, and you know he loved to dig up things. And I'm thinking, who is this? Her gardener? Was she in love with her gardener? <laughs> I don't, you know. And this okay. is going out and out, you know, and on and on, and how he loved to sit with her as she wrote in her journal, and loved the chicken she made for him. And I thought, what kind of a relationship is this? And then at the very end of the session, I said. Um this, this male, and I couldn't quite tell if it was male or female. This was the other thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, is it a male, a female? Well, it turned out to be a neutered dog oh my who gosh. apparently took offense at the fact that it had lost its balls. But that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. And I said, I'm now seeing a white dog on a steel table. And she said, he is the white dog. And it wasn't until I saw the body that I realized I had been speaking with her pet. So that is astonishing to me sometimes when I'm speaking with animals who really believe that they are members of a family and interact that way. And that's because that's how we treat them.
0: That's so true. And it's so comforting to know that our pets are going to be there for us. Oh, there.
2: absolutely. And that they're and
1: around us. Thing, well, and the other thing I want, I talk about this in my book, you know, do animals reincarnate? You know, one of the cruelest things is that animals have such a short lifespan. But from a medium standpoint, it is helpful in that in the afterlife, there is no sense of time. There is no time. So when a spirit speaks to me, it's in the eternal present moment. Everything exists at the same time. However, if a pet shows up, it is often to address things that happened at a certain time frame in the person's life. Because our pets delineate times in our lives. You know, if a cat shows up for me, I know exactly what time frame. Um, I had cats. And I know when I had dogs. And, you know, it sort of defines space in my life. And so these animals will come in you know, in a place where there is no time to help us heal whatever may have happened at that place in time, where they witnessed it, um, and and can help us walk through it, because they're in a timeless existence.
0: And it and really, it can be any animal, right? I mean, it doesn't just have to be a cat Any animal, anything that you loved, anything that you anything. gave love to.
1: Yeah. Well, there was a lady who came to a group session in New York and I turned to her and I was shocked. I saw giraffes. I saw, you know, (laughs) big animals, big cats. I thought what on earth? Well, it turns out that this woman worked at a television station that specialized in animals. And so they had all sorts of shows on this thing and these animals were showing up. Now she had, A friend who passed with suicide come as well but these animals that was the first thing I saw and they came in gratitude you know thank you for getting our message out thank you for showing people that we have lives that our lives have value you know so all of these nature shows they were coming in gratitude it was amazing I was astonished
0: that is astonishing we just don't know. We just don't know. I mean it's who's around us and what's around us and, and what gratitude there is. Are you are you ready to take um another caller? We just have a few minutes. Maybe we can do this in a few minutes. You wanna try it? Okay, sure. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay, sure. Hi. code three ten. What's your name? Hello. Hello?
1: It sounds like this person might be driving, which is not the best. Doesn't it sound like driving in the background? That's not the best way to do spirit communication, by the way. Okay, hi.
0: So so I just connected with someone else. This is area code 951. Hi, what is your name?
2: Hi, it's Nathaniel from California. How are you today?
0: Nathaniel, great. Hi, Daniel. Oh, is it Daniel or Nathaniel?
2: Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Nathaniel, Nathaniel.
0: And, you know, and you know, Nathaniel, there wasn't going to be time for your reading, but the person yeah. before you, for some reason, something happened, so this is yeah. important. I'm sure something needs to come through.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Nathaniel, you have a father in spirit,
1: do you not?
2: Yes, fathers in spirit.
1: Yes, and my feeling is you and he didn't always see eye to eye. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Because he gives me the feeling that he is, you know, he had, I'm I'm hearing a song sung by Frank Sinatra, I Did It My Way. And <laughs> I think that your father did it his way. Would you agree with that? No. And you may have had to. Um, being a sensitive person, because my, my feeling about you is you really care very deeply about people. Isn't that the case?
2: Yes, it is.
1: And you have always wanted to help other people and be a helping influence here on this, on this planet. And do you also have an interest in human psychology and, and sociology?
2: Yes, I do. I am born on the day of ironic insights, so I know each day of the year. So, uh, you know, like Trump's born the day of the gusty confrontation. Jimi Hendrix was born the day of electrified excitement. So okay,
1: uh, so that's,
2: that's so there's this, out. but
1: you and your father were in some ways diametrically opposed in the way you looked at life. And your father really believed you had to grow up, get a job, live a certain way. And, um, and you've taken a kindler, gentler approach. And that's what he's letting me know. Now, your father smoked early on in his life and then quit?
2: You know, I did, but I never knew. You he did? Smoked. Okay. I did. Because I did. Cause
1: he said, smoked early and quit. So he may also be speaking of you and that may be another, you know, kind of diverging thing. But what your father wants you to know is he has learned to appreciate who you are. Your father didn't understand how to love. He really didn't understand that. He had kind of a strong armed approach. That's the feeling that he gives me. And so he understood black and white, right and wrong. This is the way you do it. This is not the way you do it. There was no gray in your father's world. And so he wants you to know that he is grateful to you because with his passing, he has come to understand that you have chosen the way of love and service in your life. And he didn't understand that. He interpreted that as weakness. And he wants you to know that he now appreciates your
2: strengths. That's beautiful. That, Thank you. Isn't
0: that a wonderful message, Nathaniel?
2: Yes, it is.
1: Well, I hope that helps today. So, your father's now on your side, he's one of your helpers. <laughs> so, that's the good news. People can change when they die. I mean, that's the good news. None of us is stuck in any sort of limitation, whether it's physical, emotional, um, mental, or spiritual.
2: Any insight into what might be happening in the next few weeks or months?
0: We only have about a minute um, one minute and then we're going to have to close the show so if you can do that Hollister <laughs> well well, what I would say
1: is what what will happen in the days and weeks ahead depends on what we choose to do each and every day as we make every decision inspired by the spirits in our lives it shifts the trajectory of what is going to happen so this is really the good news individually and collectively with the spirits, we can bring about great changes and hope can be born but it sits with us
2: by being, and so that's by what i would say positive and by being real positive and stuff right
1: absolutely absolutely yeah always moving in a positive direction, because at the frequency of love, that is what the spirits present.
2: Right.
0: And also gratitude. Huge amount of gratitude.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. That, well, that also so changes much. everything. Thank you, thank you Nathaniel. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
2: Oh, God bless you both. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Oh, okay, okay. So we're coming down to the last couple minutes. Um, That was really kind of a great message to leave us with, but do you have another – well, actually, let's do it this way. So your book is Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife, But We're Afraid to Ask, and um, I want to know – I guess this is available everywhere, Amazon and – Wherever we want to get yes, it, right?
1: Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, um, and now bookstores are open for curbside. So, if you want to support your local bookstore, you can do that. It's also there's an audio version which I read myself. So wow. Um, so you can download that, not have to wait at all. You can also get a Kindle version or a Nook version. So you know, if you don't want to wait, you get one of the electronic versions as well. Um, And I'm just so delighted that this book is available at this moment in time. You know, when it was released on May 5th, my assistant said, this is the worst time to be releasing a book because all of the book events got canceled. And I said, this is the best time to release (laughs) this book. I have no doubt that this was ordained that this book be available to comfort people during this time.
0: Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt. Okay. Um, and do you have a website that we can go to to find out more about you? Yes, yes. Okay.
1: Hollisterhollisterrand dot com. That's H O L L I S T E R R A N D. Dot com And there you'll find out about online classes, which are very inexpensive. You'll find out about online events. You'll read more about me. You'll, you'll learn about the book and the previous book. And you can listen to other interviews. So it's a good portal to, to find out more about spirit communication. I'm also on Facebook. And I do Facebook live events and things. So people should visit me on Facebook as well. Like, if you Perfect. like me here, like me there. <laughs>
0: Okay, awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for the education and the stories that are truly inspiring and amazing. Um, It's been really fun having you. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you. I've enjoyed myself immensely.
0: Good. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Okay. Have a great day. Stay safe.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Thank you.